Hey, check it out. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Raven Stars Witching Hour. I'm your host and head witch, Miss Hilaris Blue Raven, at the helm this evening. I want to give a shout out to everybody here at Revolution Radio, staff producers, listeners, chat room. I thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We are 100% listener support, so if you like what you're hearing, click the donate button. We appreciate your support and thank you for any contribution. You can make this excellent station here at revolution.radio. Don't forget that you can uh, actually support the station by going over to Patreon and accessing the Revolution Radio over there and place your subscription. That should be great. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you still have free archives until the end of September. So go ahead and make sure you access the archives for free here. Take advantage of doing that. Um, The password is, uh, where is it? I had it written down a long time ago. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's the uh, Rev Radio is the password, and then, of course, uh, or the user is Rev Radio, excuse me, and the password is rocks, exclamation point. I believe you can still get in there. So go ahead and do that, and if you're so inclined, my most recent book, Alien Intelligence, is available on Amazon and Kindle, so pick up your copy today. I also have a video series called, uh, really cool stuff, uh, Neon Twilight over there at uh, Patreon, so if you want to subscribe to that, I've got over 50 videos right now, so doing some classes, instructional information, and some other stuff going on over there. So it's very interesting. All right, I think I have everything here. I hope everybody's doing well. And uh, I have a fantastic guest for you all this evening. I'm very excited to have him on board with me tonight. It's been a long time since I've spoken with him. And I have Bentley Craig Meadows here tonight with me. He has His current show is called uh, Things Thought on Circle Drive, Random Topics Found on Most Podcast Catchers and FringeRadio.com. He, uh, his bio, he gives me a very, your bio is very interesting. It's 1984 to 1990 National Guard, 1984 to 1995 Caving and Mapping Caves. I love that. 2000 in Rome, excuse me, 2001 Roaming Desert Canyons Around the Moab, Utah Area Native Rock Drawings and Cliff Dwellings, 2003 through 2011 Circle Drive on KZMU Moab, Utah and KSKG Ashland, Oregon Rock and Roll Talk. And then 2004, he began his trip down the rabbit hole. I'll tell you what, I'm so excited to have him. We're going to get into some real good information tonight. Please welcome Bentley Craig, or however we call you. What do I call you tonight, Craig? Is Craig or Bentley? Craig is uh, is fine. Okay, please welcome Craig to the show this evening. And it's wonderful to have you here tonight on on Ravenstar's Witching Hour. So welcome. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on board. You know, the last time I spoke with you, it was in person. You were the first person who ever interviewed me live at your studio, Circle Drive in Utah. So that's a big deal. Yeah, that was a uh, a while ago. That was yeah. You'd already written your, I don't know, your My first book? book, right? Yeah. So it's a bit a while, but it's it's nice to have you here. Now the tables are turned, so I get yeah. to interview you. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Well, mostly, uh, I guess these uh, last few months, mostly slacking. <laughs> That's good. That's really good, especially in these times. And, uh, you know, listening to lots of podcasts and reading a lot of books. Not a lot to do right here, right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I spent a lot of those years uh, exploring in a lot of different places, especially out in the Canyonlands. Mhm. That sounds awesome. What'd you find? Well, you know, there was a uh, plenty of canyons. What I was looking at out there really was the what I would call the rock drawings, but you know, they're either pecked in there or painted on there, and and they could be anywhere from seven hundred and fifty to uh, twelve hundred years ago, more. Kind of hard to date that kind of thing, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was curious, you know, because uh, 
the natives didn't even know what they meant. You know, like the Navajos that I was uh, around didn't even know what those uh, messages were. Mm. <clears throat> That's interesting. So there was yeah. no no history record. There's no word of mouth or anything, huh? No, not really. I mean, there was a the only one I heard the word of mouth was one of them uh, was like a what we call the birthing rock around Moab. And it was supposedly around the middle of the 1500s, I want to say 1532. And it was a message to like a conquistador that the uh, Indians left and or the natives left with his wife after she gave birth and supposedly gave information on where they went. And uh, but whether or not that's just local lore or what, you know, when you look at that rock carving you, know, you can kind of see a conquistador but maybe it could be something else mm-hmm. that's interesting you know and those are like the petroglyphs you know you, you're familiar with jeff woolwine right he's been on my show before maybe you're not but he studied the petroglyphs as well and his correlation is that their um their signature is connected to like portals and so far as being able to to access through interdimensional space maybe even different types of beings or craft or or um what he calls different alien life forms so what's your take on that well, I had uh, heard that something similar, like a lot of boy, it was explained to me from some uh, local natives, whether it was a Hopi or Navajo was uh, whenever you would find a um, where the hands were painted on the rock mm-hmm. that uh, like by doing a certain thing there, you could go into the rock or into wherever from there. It was kind of like a portal. Mm. But, you know, you had to get your ducks in a row. You just couldn't walk up and, you know, you had to get your mojo on somehow. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Well, that sounds about tuning to the field, so to speak. But, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Did you ever, ever have any kind of um, unusual supernatural experiences when you were doing your investigations? Uh, Well, no. Sometimes when I would show up, I would uh, get a bad feeling. You know, say I'd been in a canyon 20 times and show up and be like, huh, you know, get like the hair on the back of my neck, stand up. And I usually take heed to that kind of thing and take mm-hmm. off. Now it could have been anything. I might have, might have been a mountain lion in my body since, or who knows, but I never had a complete in my investigations come up. Hmm. That way. And, wow. uh, but I was, you know, find different, um, you know, feelings, I guess, you know, and I could be back in one for a while, piddling around and, uh, and get a feeling that, you know, it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. Follow that radar. Okay. Yeah. I was like, okay. Now there were some things that I have noticed and I'd, I'd love to talk to the gentleman that was on, but one of the things I noticed in, especially in the, uh, the Moab area in Grand County and, Archers National Park and Canyonlands and Dead Horse Point was that a lot of the times when I got to a canyon, they would be on the right-hand side, maybe, you know, 80% of the time or higher. And um, and usually, very rarely, were they on the other side at all. And I always thought that peculiar. You know, even if it was on the other side, and, you know, and that would be when you go back into the canyon, you know, most people probably will miss seeing some of them 
because they're following a trail and a trail doesn't always get you up close and personal with the where you need to be. So, you know, they'll follow down like that same side of the wall all the way down, usually the right hand side. And if they are on the other side, I found that you should be able to see one directly across from each other a lot of the times. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. One of the things I always wondered you know, it was other than it being like, say, maybe just graffiti, right? If that was just people, the natives back then just putting up whatever and it didn't make any sense. So it didn't mm-hmm. seem like that would be it. You know, there seemed to be, you know, I would see a lot of different, like uh, in that area, I would see the Bear Claw Clan uh, rock drawing on, you know, in a lot of different places you know, all around. And, you know, and that, well, at least that's what it was told to me that it was. And, that, and you know, when you looked at it, it looked like a bear claw. Mm-hmm. And I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> well, it's interesting. And it says, that, do you think there's a correlation? Have you ever noticed any any type of UFO anomalies or anything like that around these particular sites where there's where you have the petroglyphs or symbols? Well, I always uh, I've seen uh, different um We'll call them lights in the sky at at night, of course. I don't really remember seeing anything um, during the day in those areas. And um, whether or not it had anything to do with that, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, what I was wanting to get to is was uh, who was the ones that got to put the rock drawings up? You know, because that was, uh, if you would... Stand in front of those rocks, you're not going to find what you need at your mm-hmm. feet to to do what they're doing on the rocks. You've got to have a different set of rocks other than what's around you. You've got to have a harder rock, and it's all sandstone. So you have to bring that with you or go find it. Like, you're mm-hmm. not, like I said, you're not just going to be standing there and, oh, I can do it with this. Right. So I always wondered if, you know, you had, like, just a certain group of people that did that. It's highly possible. Hmm. Wandering tribe, perhaps? Who knows? Could be. Now, I've seen some. Uh, what I, I was up at the top of a canyon and saw one that looked like a, oh, what do I, a Hebrew, um, um, what is it, the candlesticks? You know, the, what do they call that? The menorah? This is the menorah. Yeah, a menorah. And, uh, but it was upside down. And it was with it was painted on and it had what I call the ghost that was painted on. And, they, you know, they're kind of like a a triangle with the shoulders being a wide spot at the top and then going down. But not necessarily to a point, but just kind of like that shape mm-hmm. with a head. And I thought that was pretty odd because mm-hmm. it just reminded me of one of those. And that was definitely one of those spots where when I was looking right at it. And I can't recall what was the um, significant of the rock drawing on the uh, bottom of the canyon wall when you look directly down. And I remember when I looked at that, I was start. I, I did. I turned around and started looking for another one. And I had mm-hmm. to go down and look at it, but I can't recall what it was. But yeah, that looked like a um, a Hebrew menorah, but upside mm-hmm. down. And uh, always thought that was pretty pretty wild. Yeah. And of course those uh are a lot of ghostly images 
especially on the painted ones. And there's ones where I've seen, you know, where they look like they had three fingers and three toes and a tail. Mm -hmm. Or it could have been like a really long penis, but it looked, I'm thinking it was a tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always interesting. And you always have to wonder if it wasn't a reflection of what they were looking at in the stars or a correlation to some degree of something, you know, interdimensional even. But yeah. And then, of course, inverted. You have to look at a thing, what you were describing as kind of like an inversion. So I'm wondering at what angle were they receiving their the visual to begin with. So all very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's... Um, Ones where I found that you could um, walk down a one particular canyon, Goat Canyon, where you could uh, see a bunch of different rock drawings along this cliff edge. But there was a lot where this cliff was jutted out a lot. And if you stood in one spot, they made a whole other different picture. Mm. <laughs> kind of like the old Mad Magazine, I think, where you folded mm -hmm. the insides mm -hmm. and it made a different picture. It was almost right. like that. Very interesting. So it's a pattern and there's a code involved. Well, that's what that's what Jeff was saying. You know, I, th I think there's some truth to that in a sense. It's almost like they're telling a story if you follow it. And, and pointing in a direction, perhaps almost it, maybe there's something buried there, perhaps. Who knows? Yeah, it could be, you know, anything. Nobody really knows. I was out with a, a friend hiking one day in a different part of Goat Canyon and, and these, uh, spectacular goats are been carved out of this super black desert varnish on the side of this rock. And there's probably a dozen of them and, you know, they look the same, but they're not shaped the same kind of not like exactly. And we're kind of across the Canyon looking at them. And he, uh, he's not one to speculate, but he just happened to be that day. He had a different perspective, I guess. But he uh, said they look like musical notes. Mm. I was like, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Because, you know, sometimes you'll run into like a line of, of rock art, all the same thing, right beside of each other. They, you know, they look identical, but they're all just a little bit different, you know. Mm-hmm. Might be missing a leg or a tail or a ear. Mm. You know, and these are supposed to be 750 years ago at the latest, I guess, or the earliest. I'm not sure. But, you it's know, amazing. Are, go ahead. That the locals, and I had to go find it in Moab, and it was um, what they called Mammoth Rock. And, um, you know, so I go and find it, and it's pretty close to town. And it looks like a elephant or something. You're, you know, well, of course, hearing that it, you're looking for a mammoth, you know, I probably had it in my head that that's what it looks like. But I've showed it to people just randomly, and they're like, "Oh, it looks like a mammoth." Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't tell them it's called Mammoth Rock. And I'm like, "Yeah, that supposedly was 750 years ago." And well, I'm pretty sure 750 years ago there weren't mammoths around. Mm-hmm. Or were they? I don't know. <laughs> well, history's been rewritten so many times over. That's the interesting part of it, you know. And then, of course, you have to really look into the aspect of is it really dated right? Or am I saying it is or isn't? But, you know, you never know. But nonetheless, it's all a mystery to some degree. It's like, and he could be right. Maybe it was a party and everybody decided to just 
put their little handprint somewhere. And, <laughs> you know, the world is a crazy place. And I, it might have been just as crazy back then. Who knows? But, yeah, all, and then, all kinds of stuff. And then the, the cliff dwellings were just, most of them were crazy hard to get to. Mm-hmm. You know, not something you want to bring grandma up to. Right. And, you know, and I would be in those and wondering, looking down at obviously much better places to be at and be more comfortable right down by the creek or whatever. But there they are way up there. Mm-hmm. I always wondered, you know, obviously, you know, or they had to be afraid of something. Hmm. Interesting. So they were high up. Yeah, they'd be really high up off a canyon and it would be very difficult to get to. Hmm. Was there a cave access up there? Do you know? You'd have to take the like a incredibly hard trail up the side of the canyon to get to mm-hmm. it. And now sometimes I never did check it out as my you know as myself. I've, I guess I was always lucky, but uh, natives would carve in little handholds going up and down cliffs at different places, of course. Mm-hmm. And I was told that if you started off with like the wrong foot you'd end up getting stuck up there. <laughs> oh, wow. And it would be like an ambush point as they just wait for you to climb up wrong and get to a point where you can't climb up or down because you got your backwards on your, your feet okay. somehow. Wow, I wonder if it was like a rite of passage almost. You know, what you're describing almost sounds like it. I'm like, huh. That's interesting, and and I think the cave access. I would I would be uh, interested in knowing if there was anything around there where like a marker. It seems like there are markers as well, so that you have markers where they're in that proximity. Perhaps if there's something there that might be more significant. Who knows? But that's very interesting. So you did a lot of climbing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I found I didn't train to be a climber, but I ended up realizing it one day that I was actually a climber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get stuck? Uh, well, I would. Uh, I'm going to go with no because you know I kept going. I made it, but I've been in spots where I was terrified to move for you know an hour. You know, and I might be on my big toe, and there's you know there's not a lot you can do except ride that out. But no, I never got stuck. That's good. I never went backwards. I guess. Oh, was but it freestyle? You never used a rope? No. Wow, you know, that's impressive. And that was, uh, I climbed up something called the Precipice in uh, Acadia National Park one day and got up on a level and there was some guy and he had his ropes and his uh, chalk and all that. And here I was in a pair of cut off jeans. Jeez. And I was like, hey, man, do I need all that? What have I got myself <laughs> into? What I, you know, and he's like, well, he said he did. Hmm. <laughs> Well, okay. You have some good training skills then. That's good. Survival. Right. Well, I credit my dad with that. And it was uh, not that he taught me how. It was that uh, I went and climbed things not being allowed to. So I wasn't allowed to get hurt or anything like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I would sneak and do that and uh, fear my dad kicking my butt if I broke something or dying. Oh. Well, but, it can be dangerous, yeah. Yeah, it can be, and, uh, you know, I don't recommend it if you're, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to overcome fear sometime. I'll tell you what, 
Uh, it sounds really fascinating, though. It sounds like a great, great thing to do. You know, life's too short to just sit around and do nothing. So the fact that you're out there doing all this kind of cool stuff, I think, is excellent. Right. Well, I credit, I credit uh, Pink Floyd for some of that. Hmm. A, a line from one of their early songs. I can't recall mm-hmm. it now. I think it was off of metal. But it was uh, a line that said, The memories of a man in his old age are the deeds of a man in his prime. Mm. And that hit me about 17 years old, and I thought, you know what? When I'm an old man, and I'm sitting in the rocking chair on the front porch, I want some rock and roll memories. Mm-hmm. And I want a bunch. I don't want to go through the same three or four like most of the old men I knew. <laughs> I think that's good. No. Well, you know, you've got to live. So yeah, you got to get out there and enjoy. And America is a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it still is. We have turbulent waters right now, but yeah, nonetheless, it's a beautiful land and country. You should be uh, very proud to live here. Anybody who's an American. Yeah, because <clears throat> people come from all over the world to to see our place. Mm-hmm. They sure do. I don't know about right now. Well, there's so much turbulence, I, but the thing is, it's global, so. It'll clear, but I'm sure we're going to get into the rifting war. I mean, obviously, we're at a war state right now. In my opinion, I think we're in a we're in a war. It's a hot war. But anyway, look at it. It's just that nobody's physically started kicking ass yet, but it's happening. It's going to happen soon. The attacks or the provoking of the attacks on the left is going to it's going to change everything. Right. Maybe I, I hold a I hold out hope for what I call the American spirit because most people. In America, just want to go to work and have the weekends off with your kids. Your average normal person, I would call you, you know, whether they're woke or not, your average person just, you know, they don't care about most of this. Mm-hmm. And but those people are starting to get, you know, worried about, hey, what is this? <laughs> right. Well, it's coming into their homes. It's in their backyard. It's in their neighborhoods. And if it, if it, it's like a cancer, you know, if it keeps spreading and spreading and spreading, and eventually, it, you have to counter it, obviously. And if we don't have our police countering it, then we have to have a military intercept or the American people, which would be the patriots. And, and those of us who stand up for the spirit of America would be the ones to counter and, and slap them down because they're out of control. And it's, a, it's definitely an act of war, in my opinion. So that's just you know, the way I see it. But, yeah, right. no, I agree with you. I would love to just relax and retire and not have to deal with any of this. You know, I've been through the covert technology, and I thought that was enough. And uh, now this? <laughs> You know, it's just like, this is crazy, man. This is absolutely off the rails. It really yeah. is. Well, it's unnecessary. Uh, you know, it's unnecessary. Go ahead. I, I, it, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I will point out from my perspective that uh, it's not all over America, you know, because you can't do what they're doing all over America. You can do that kind of stuff in Portland, Oregon, but you can't do that in you know, Tampa, Florida, or, you know, even though they've tried doing that, you know, you, you can't stop people with, you can get run over in Florida and it's illegal. It's, mm-hmm. you know, they well, notice that's the way they it should be. Here. You know, <laughs> you know it's, you, they're obstructing traffic. So technically, yeah, you should be able to knock them off the road. Go ahead. Well, yeah, but it's a, you know, you put your hand on a, someone's car, they can take that as a threat in Florida mm-hmm. and yeah. they, you know, they, you can, that's not how they see it out in Oregon. 
Well, the Democrats, I mean, you're talking political parties that are influencing this, too. Well, I, you know, you can't deny that there are Democrat governments going on in those states, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the ones that are causing the problems. And that's why, you know, I'm even considering leaving where I'm at. And I love it here, but I'm not putting up with this craziness, man. Something's got to give here. Laws out of lawlessness doesn't doesn't work for me. You know, if, if you can't just provoke an attack and with intent to harm or somebody and then expect people to just bow down to it. That's foolish. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I have a hard time with how come their local governments aren't taking, you know, stopping it. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. You know, and then, you know, I was listening to uh, Michael Savage and somebody was like, well, you know, they're just doing this. And he's like, well, why would they destroy their economy? That don't make sense. And I'm thinking, well, you know what? That don't make sense. But some people just want to see the world burn. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you, you can't reason with somebody that wants to see something burnt down. And they've said it. They want to burn down the system and start all over. Mm-hmm. You know, well, thank goodness we got the Second Amendment right to uh, defend ourselves against uh, such foolishness. We're not taking that. I agree. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be an easy takedown. Like I said, there's no free shots. And in my opinion, I think they're going to lose. But in, but I'm surprised to watch this out of control. And it's been month after month after month. I'm, I'm really surprised to see how far they've gone. But you're right. I think you can't rationalize with psychotics. And in my opinion, I think they're completely fragmented, psychologically damaged and they hate the president to such a degree. They'll they'll watch their cities be destroyed before they even begin to work with him on a higher level. It's really a shame to see this behavior. Yeah, like the last president, I didn't was not fond of him at all. And mm-hmm. uh, really, but I wouldn't go as far as say that I hated that man. And even the people I knew that didn't like him like me, they did not have the hatred in their heart. Like I wasn't you know, spewing hatred every time he said something. Mm-hmm, right. Yep. Yeah. Well, there also wasn't the media pushing that propaganda either. When he was in office, it was quite the opposite. They started oh, this yeah. whole thing against president Trump. As soon as he started running for office. <laughs> well, maybe I was just afraid to talk out loud. while he was president. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was out there talking about Obama. Oh my God. I was, yeah, I was out there talking about him. He's definitely treason all over him. And he's still the shadow president, in my opinion. I don't know why people don't see it. I think he's been creating a lot of this stuff behind the scenery, orchestrating quite a bit of it. Oh, um, I have um, no doubt that, mm-hmm. you know, he's in the same room with the same people making all of our problems. Yep. I'm just kind of, you know, we could, we as Americans uh, hopefully can see through it. I hope mm-hmm. we have the ability, you know, Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, I think the silent majority is not so silent anymore. It's a sleeping giant that's now awake and they're hungry. And you know what that means. So something's got to give and things have to be addressed. Otherwise, you know, there's going to be people mowed over. <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, but it's, you know, you, you don't push or poke the dragon that long and eventually something's going to happen. So yeah, it's not good. I, I think that the people on the, the left are quite uh, dumbed down. They really, really are. I, I've never seen people so stupefied. So that's that's part of the problem. If people were educated, <clears throat> excuse me, at a more of a higher level too. I think they wouldn't be so uh, so negative. I don't think they would be such on the attack. Oh, they're um, programmed. Yeah, definitely. 
not bad to say anything bad about a Scientologist or anything, but I was <laughs> listening to somebody talk the other day. It was a liberal and they were a flat earther and we were going back and forth and I was just like, Hey dude, you kind of no offense, but you sound like you're using a Scientology argument here. You just keep throwing. It's like you've, you're very well rehearsed with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they all walk around with the speaking points now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Monkey see monkey do. And, and they say the same thing over and over and over. It seems like, mm-hmm. of course, change, but you've never really heard you know, any of them talk about exactly what kind of change you know, getting rid of the police force. Okay, well, we know that's ridiculous. What <laughs> exactly that's you want to happen criminals. here? Yeah. Basically, anybody who wants them gone is a criminal, in my opinion. Nobody has a problem with the police. If you're a good American and you do your thing, and you, you, know, you know what I mean? Nobody has a problem with them. I'm not saying they're perfect, but it's absolutely foolish to even think about things like that. It's like saying we don't need the fire department. I mean, come on. Right. Well, you know, I was listening to one of the left. We were arguing. Well, not arguing. They were arguing, and I was just disagreeing with them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and they were talking about, well, we're already a socialist society. Don't socialism, you know, have a, you know, a law enforcement? And I was like, well, sure. And they're like, fire department? And I was like, well, yeah. And they're like, well, who's, you know, same thing. And I'm like, no. In a socialist thing, I'm going to the fire department and police are going to be coming to my cubicle in a huge apartment complex. They're not going to be coming to my house because I'm not allowed to have a house mm-hmm. in a socialist society. Right. Yeah. Well, they don't realize what they're digging. I mean, they literally have their own little shovels digging their own graves. They have no idea what they're asking for. I don't, I don't really think they comprehend it at all. It's basically a death sentence. So, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, in my opinion. They're not going to get their way. It's like no free shots. Sorry. I think they're just... Um, they got that PSTD, something, whatever that is. Yes. post-traumatic. They've been beat on. America has <laughs> been beat on by the media for the last, I don't know, at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. About how bad we are. You know, this class of people over that class of people. This race of people over that race of people. Hey, this one's got it easier. You know, they've been harassing and turning things around. You know, you can't even decide whether you're a male or a female. <laughs> I mean, that's really, yeah, it's all jacked up. It's or a fragmentation, like, psychological damage, no doubt. Go ahead. Like they want to let a three-year-old decide. That's insane. Yeah. I'm like, no. No. Yeah, talk about social, you know, social conditioning and entrainment. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is these kids don't even have a chance to be children. They're, they're completely getting screwed over, and that's wrong. That's not what we represent here in this country or any other world, in my opinion. It's just... Yeah, once again, it's madness. It's insanity. It's one thing to screw your own life up and be a drug addict. I've always said this. But when you start forcing it on other people, that's not okay. And yeah. it needs to end. I agree. Some of that stuff is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, you know, go ahead and do whatever you need to do in your rubber room, but stay the hell away from us. So, yeah, it's crazy. But crazy people, like you say, they, they don't back down. And uh, you can't rationalize with people who are psychotics. And we have quite a few of those in Congress. So. You got like the crazy Pelosi. I've always go after her because she's such a psychotic and such a treasonous thing. People like that don't understand no. Yeah, they just don't. You have to literally remove them and prosecute them. 
Yeah, and that's another thing. I'm wondering why aren't these people getting prosecuted over mm-hmm. some of this stuff? They need to be. I think it's gotten to that point, you know, where if we get into this hot war, which in my opinion, I think it is a hot war, even though people don't see it yet, then in my opinion, the people who are evolving, or re- not evolving, but the people who are involved in uh, in doing this and orchestrating some of this and being behind the scenes definitely need to be held accountable. She's one of them. Quite a few people in Congress need to be called out and actually arrested and prosecuted for treason and a lot of other things. And it's going to happen. I think it will happen because we're going to be in the midst of a war. And that's what happens when you're in the war. You get you get taken to specific locations for prosecution. So, and you know, whatever they're trying to do to President Trump is really them projecting who they are onto him. Right. Well, I don't know who said it, but the truth is the first casualty of a war. Mm-hmm. Yep. You bet. I agree. Well, it's funny because, you know, in the truth movement, there's the alternative media, which is like just regurgitating other data. And there's the truth media, which I always consider us part of the truth media, which means we put the truth out and as best we can. And that is something that should be respected. And I'm, one thing I'm really glad about is that, well, first of all, I like I like the fact that you're back on radio. You're doing your thing. And I wanted to ask you, um, how can people listen to what you're doing on your podcast or tell everybody about that? Well, you can go to the FringeRadioNetwork.com. And I'm on there, and it's uh, Johnny McMahon and uh, Michael Basham and a load of other people that's got that thing going on. And I've known old Johnny McMahon. He does the Iron Show. He's a crazy uh, French Christian. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's out there for the the drug users and the bikers and everybody you'd think that – can't be reached he's uh he's one of them <laughs> well everybody's got their work to do here <laughs> yeah well yeah so friends radio network and then uh you can catch me on most other ones i guess nice. i'll record and drop it on anchor.com Sweet. or anchor.fm maybe yeah very nice i think it's great that you're back out doing that you're good you're always really good host really well good I, one night I realized that maybe I did have a knack for it, and that was when a Buddhist called up and threatened to kill me. What did you do? <laughs> Why did they call and threaten you? What did you say, though? Well, it was what uh, it was back in probably 2004 or so, and a big war on terror was going on, and um, I was talking about different ways to end the war on terror without killing anybody else. Mm-hmm. And but I was being a real smart ass about it, <laughs> and like one of them was um um what was it um to because uh, uh, that was back when they were torturing people also, mm-hmm. and my thing was uh on torture was that uh if they tortured them on the battlefield I didn't really care but once they put handcuffs on them and took them somewhere else well then we got to treat them like Americans treat people that's just my own personal thing mm-hmm. but I was like you know but on the battlefield I could end it if I ask them one question and go through with it and you know you're so far jihadist or you're a terrorist and that is uh, what size titties do you want to go with your vagina and give that guy a sex change and send him back to wherever it was he come from and then do a you know, few of those and send them back. And I was like, you know, making a joke that that would end 
the war on terror pretty quick. I was like, I'd probably stop fighting if I thought that's what's going to happen to me if I got caught. Mm-hmm. And a few other little nasty things that were going against the Muslim religion. Not, you know, I don't want to go out and offend anybody or have a Buddhist call up and threaten to kill us. Uh, whatever. But we did work through it. Uh, that's wild. Yeah. Well, they do get triggered, you know. Yeah, I was uh, I triggered that guy. I'd had other people get triggered, but it was when a Buddhist was like, I was like, wow. And I had just been going through some Buddhist education, and I realized that, uh, you know, most of the time, most people don't think about Buddhists getting violent. No, usually they're pretty chill. I love Buddhists. Killing anybody. And, uh, but occasionally, if you uh, get the right thing going on, if they think they can save a thousand people by getting rid of you, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a certain sect, not like all of them across the board, but sometimes it's okay if they're doing everybody else a favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, I've, I've noticed more and more that people are just losing it anyway. Of course, that was some time ago from what you described. That was several years back, but... Oh, that was, yeah, it was early 2004, the war yeah. on terror. People Very in Afghanistan. Yeah. That was right around the induction I went through, 2004. So, you know, a lot of weird going on in that timeline. And yeah. Was, Bush was president. Mm-hmm. And then Tin Man oh, Cheney. Yep. That was something I would, I remember telling that station manager when she harassed me about Obama. I was like, well, I just spent like, you know, almost eight years talking crap about Bush every time I was on the radio and you were cool with that. <laughs> you know, she's like, well, you know, I was like, look, I don't like any politicians. You know, they're all fodder for me. You know, I'm not fond of any of them really. You're mainstream, mm-hmm. but you know, you know, in your Democrats and Republican, mm-hmm. you know, I had experience with the Democratic party in my hometown back in West Virginia and you know I kind of have an inside view of how things get done in that party you know maybe it doesn't go on all the way across America but I'm pretty sure it did they were locking step with everybody else Hmm. so I would say it's pretty dysfunctional it seems like it is now I don't know if it's gotten worse you know, they want you to follow the party line and, you know, and that's why you don't hear any Democrats talking bad about rioters. You know, mm-hmm. they call protesters. They're nuts. They're absolutely psychotic. You know what? Coming from a background with surveillance and security, like where I come from, I know what crime looks like. <laughs> and, and the average American, even if they don't even realize it, they know what crime is as well. And there's no way in hell... Those are protesters. It's, they're they're not even anarchists. They're actually terrorists. They're domestic terrorists, and they need to be acknowledged as such. So until people come come to that, get to that level, especially with the the media too, because the mainstream media is just polishing over everything. Oh, they're just this. They're just that. I correct them all the time on Twitter. I call them out every single time I see an article. Not that it matters, but <clears throat> well, I know I definitely have lost any of my leftist friends my liberal friends most all of them have blocked me (laughs) (laughs) that's no loss you know well you know that well 
I can still have my opinions with my uh, conservative friends. Mm-hmm. I always kind of consider myself a, a conservative liberal. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't care what you do. Just keep your hands off of me. Yeah, I'm like that, too. I used to be very open, actually. I'm not I wasn't liberal liberal, but I was yeah, definitely a nice to everybody and very uh, I don't know. I don't even know what I call myself. I guess I'm more of a libertarian now. But yeah, I'm, I'm so done with that, too. But I've seen it, too. You know, I've known people for over 20 years and they're so stupefied and so so extremist on the left. It's like, man, I can't even I, can't, I don't want them in my radius. They're actually toxic. So good. Well, they are. Well, I found myself. I don't unfriend anybody. I just um, follow on my and of course they, you know, they'll still troll some of mine. And you know, and I'm not always on uh, President Trump's side. You know, way back when when he announced he was uh, running for president, uh, my boss man at the time was like, "Hey, Trump's running for president. You gonna vote for him?" And I was like, uh, "No." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, why not?" And I was like, "Well, you know, a bankruptcy is a win to him." Mm. And point. I'm like, you know, he makes money out of bankruptcies, dude. <laughs> We're bankrupt now, but he didn't create this part. No, no. I, uh, though, I'll tell you, you know, I'd sit up at night. I was in the kitchen. I had live radio going on, doing my thing online and listening to the local radio station, bringing in the numbers. And my girlfriend at the time hated Trump and, uh, Accuse me of being a Trump fan. I actually voted for Frank Zappa. <laughs> I've been writing him in for years. Mm. That's funny. And, um, you know, she went to bed happy that Clinton was going to be president in the morning and was kind of like rubbing it in my face right before she went upstairs. And, and I sit there, wasn't long before it started, uh, going Trump's way mm-hmm. I was like wow and I kind of you know I believe in God and Jesus and I was like thank you God I, <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I didn't vote for him but you know that was just out of principles but um, you know I was tickled I felt completely relieved and almost safe I gotta be honest I felt mm-hmm. Wow, I'm going to go to bed tonight and feel safe. I was getting ready to go to bed in a few and was going to be terrified to wake up the next day. Yeah, that's what it would have been. It would have been hell on wheels. You know, it is interesting. I I remember when he won, too. We were just like, uh, man, the electricity in the air was phenomenal. But I remember uh, thinking when he won, I I was like, I will sleep good tonight. It's funny you mentioned that because it was that same thing, like, we can rest now. We can relax. Somebody, you know, we've got the right person. And, you know, like I said, I know he's not perfect, but I uh, support him 100%. And and when you look and you see light versus dark, I mean, whatever you want to say, and even darkness isn't evil. But the, what these people are, in my opinion, are the most evil entity controlled, almost possessed psychotics I've ever witnessed. And their behavior is, is proving that through media. If you just watch the way they act, you can see it. So to me, it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm an enlightened being. I, I'm, you know, I'm just not going to play this card. So, uh yeah, so we support that. We support the higher consciousness versus this, you know, living in the gutter and living like, you know, we're in inverted timelines. I mean, who wants to live like that? I don't want to go back to dark ages. And that's what they're trying to do. I don't know how people see it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm cool. I like it right now. 
Yeah, let's keep uh, rolling you, with it, you know, but you just, you're seeing the turbulent waters, but it's always like that. As you rise in consciousness or you rise in your frequency or your state of being or we start evolving, there's always something that surfaces to try to pull you down into the gutter. I mean, and it, whether it takes on the form of a mass collective or whatever, and you're seeing it happen now. Right. That's why this is like, I eat these kinds of people for breakfast. I really do. And if, I mean, if, if we were to go full speed ahead as real Americans against these people, they'd be gone in like 24 hours. I, I would suspect that at some point the military is going to get involved because it's going to be us or the military. We're going to have to. And, and that's what I mean. Maybe we won't have to deal with any of this. That would be awesome. But I'm just trying to say that there is uh, there's way too much turbulence. And these entities, they don't stop. They don't stop until you put the brakes on them. Right. Well, um, not to bring up old wounds, but I guess the will because I like to do that, I guess. But uh, look at Kent State. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, they were doing their thing, raising hell. And, um, you know, long story short, somebody throws a rock, four people end up dead, and that was horrible. But, you know, everybody the next day went back to school and got degrees, and they were done protesting. That's right. (laughs) Well, you have to stop. You have to put a stop to it. Otherwise, it's just out of control, and we don't need to be a third world country. I don't care who wants us to go down and, and burn this country to the ground. It ain't happening. You know, it's not happening. So we'll fight for whatever we need to fight for. What's really disappointing is to watch the treason and the, and the traitors of the United States of America betray this country, especially in Hollywood, because you're seeing how they've made their living at the expense of American people. And yet they're sitting there with extremist leftists and they're funding terrorist cells. They want the destruction of the U.S. I'm thinking you people wouldn't be in the position you're in without the American people supporting you and financing your careers. And that's the truth. They wouldn't be able to be famous outside of the U.S. In other countries, are you kidding me? It wouldn't happen. So you look at that and you say, man, what a bunch of uh, ungrateful pieces of crap. Don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it's not like most of those people that become elite in Hollywood. They start off as normal people with, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, dreams. But, you know, like a... We said earlier, I went down that rabbit hole in 2004, and part of that rabbit hole is realizing how Hollywood is ran and uh, Mm -hmm. how it's done and the secrets that's going on there. Right. And, you know, when you see that, it makes you, you know, I find myself less interested in Hollywood, watching those movies, Mm -hmm. going to a movie theater. I agree. Well, after where I've been with the covert technology, yeah, because they literally take that information and make a film, excuse me, a film of entertainment for the people so that they can really you know, sit there and think it's a fantasy when in fact there's actually real covert warfare happening here on this world. It's just, they're disgusting to me. I'm actually repelled by them and I'm repelled by the music industry now too. So even though I used to love rock and roll in the old days, but I can't stand anything that's going on right now. And even, the, and I love sports, you know, being a martial artist and I used to do competitive kickboxing. And I can tell you, man, I absolutely hate everything that's going on because they're so anti-American. This is disgusting to me. It really is. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I grew up, you know, playing mm-hmm. sports, right. you know, from an early, you know, seven on, you know, when I was competitive, I was never on a losing team and mm-hmm. I wasn't the best player by any means, of course, but uh, as a team, you know, we got along and we you know, I got I had the opportunity to grow up in the same spot too. Not a lot of people get to do that, but so I went to 
like kindergarten to graduating with a lot of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was almost always patriotic, you know. And yeah, you know, a few years ago, when people, when uh, old Kaepernick took a knee, I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm like, come on. Yeah. Well, they're in greats. I'll tell you what. But I, I think you're right. I mean, we just grew up with that patriotic spirit. And I, I mean, I come from a family of, of military and people who always were on the good fight, you know, fighting the good fight and came over on the Mayflower and all that good stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of the old heritage. So. Yeah, the the but, American but, spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the I believe, you know, whether you know, even I believe in God and Jesus. I don't think everybody else has to. There's plenty of other stuff. You know, in America, I don't have to because we got the Constitution, you know. So even if I am upset with you being a Muslim, it shouldn't matter because, uh, well, we both have the same rights, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I've always said spirituality. You know, people use religion. It's a stepping stone to go to the next level. And when you gets that higher level it's all about spirit and consciousness anyway and usually all the paths of spirit and wherever they practice their beliefs usually lead to the same ocean of consciousness in my opinion but that's that's a different that's a whole different scenery but i you know if you're a good person you're not out to harm everybody else yeah i'm, I'm open to everybody unfortunately it doesn't work the same way you know the river you know it's just it just doesn't people want to reverse a lot of that so but yeah there's a lot of a lot of strange happening here things have changed considerably, but I still think it's a small percentage of people that are creating these rifts. I, I look and I see, and you're right, you were mentioning the people that are, you know, all these groups of people right now, now far left, uh, but you know what? It's true. There's a great majority that isn't doing that. That that's They're not having riots. They're not doing these these crazy things, so there is hope beyond the illusion of, right? Yeah, and they're going to, that's one of the things, you know, I don't listen to Fox or CNN. I go through and do headlines and listen to more intelligent people than me talk about what they've been talking about because <laughs> I just don't want to hear their narrative mm-hmm. from them and and I don't mind getting my I don't want to watch you know even Carson Tucker whatever his name is you know but uh, and a friend of mine he uh, was talking about Rachel Maddow and assumed I didn't like her and I'm like well dude yeah, I know who she is, but, and no, I don't listen to her. I don't, you know, I can't tell you I like her or not. <laughs> no, it's mainstream crap. You know, I, I don't listen to any of them. But I just know that they're anti-Trump and they're, they do it because they're just ignorant. You know, the bottom line is they don't listen. They don't want to like him. And the thing is they have it in their heads to hate somebody to begin with. So you can't change that. They've got to get right with themselves before they can deal with everybody else. And, and in my opinion, it's about them being damaged and projecting their, their damaged behavioral patterns onto everybody else. So, yeah, and it's them echoing their own emotions. Mm-hmm. And without getting too personal, a friend of mine that I knew had uh, racism in her heart, right? You know, I can't go out with this type of person because they're that color. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ew, kind of thing. And use that word to describe them. And then here recently, you know, I made a comment about, you know, I think somebody was talking about BLM, Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, hey, my life matters. Mm-hmm. And I was immediately called a racist. And then this person, 
<laughs> and anybody that calls me a racist on uh, the internet, I just type that right back at them. Whatever insults they throw at me, I just mirror it right back at them. Oh, yeah. I don't even try to get huh. clever. I just call you know, it. <laughs> it's, it's so foolish. You know, the bottom line is I could care less. You know, to me, it's like it's an overused word anyway. And and I don't care if they call me. I don't care. Froline, Blue Raven at this point, I don't give a crap because I know who I am. And uh, it doesn't matter. There was perceptions or nobody's reality. You know, that's the, that's the problem we're dealing with is they're defective programming. It really is about defective programming, in my opinion. And that's all social engineering. Yeah, well, and- and in my opinion, and this might blow some people's mind, I'm like, well, you know what? We live in America, and we have a constitution, and you can be racist in America. As long as you don't cross these lines that are set up, we got laws. You know, mm-hmm. you can hate people for whatever reason you want. Mm-hmm. That's always going to happen. You know, Dr. Yep. Sue taught me that years ago. There are people with stars on their belly, and there are people with no stars on their belly. <laughs> Yeah, no. yeah no, that's true. And you don't have to love everybody. I think that's absolutely insane anyway. You know, unconditional love is one thing, but no, you don't have to love anybody. You don't have to like anybody. I think common courtesy, everybody should be, you know, semi-respectful to each other. And that's, I mean, Americans used to get along last I checked. Before all this propaganda started, I, at least it appeared to me that people were getting along and coexisting just fine. There wasn't any of this going on. All of a sudden, President Trump gets into office and they incite this war, and, and it's just, you know, like clockwork. It's a CIA manual. Yeah, I believe that there is a. Uh, who was it? Maybe it was uh, Bacon, uh, Francis Bacon, saying it's easier to teach people with entertainment than in a lesson. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Good, good point you're making. We are in for a break. Wow, that went fast. Everybody, listen to Raven Star's Witching Hour. I'm your host, Solaris Blue Raven. My wonderful guest tonight is Bentley Craig Meadows. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to Raven Star's Witching Hour. I'm your host, Solaris Blue Raven. My wonderful guest tonight is Bentley Craig Meadows. And, uh, Craig, if anybody wants to contact you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, they can do it at uh, BentleyCraig at Yahoo.com. Perfect. I know some people. No hate mail, please. <laughs> <laughs> Only good stuff. No, great stuff. I'm really uh, happy to have you on tonight. I must say it's a refreshing conversation and a pleasure to have you here. So thank you. Well, I appreciate you having me. Oh, thank you. Of course. It's been a while. Like I said, it's great talking to you. And uh, yeah, it sounds like you're in a good location on the map. It sounds like Florida is one of the great places to live so far as uh, just having a little more conservative energy around. And of course, I think everybody's moving to Texas. I think there are waves and waves of people Last I checked from California and other locations that are moving to Texas now. So a lot of my, a lot of people are migrating. Yeah. I I wonder if uh, Texas is uh, going to turn into a new California. No, I hope not. People bring that same politics to that area. Mm -hmm. Will they, will that be changing next? Well, you know, that happened to Colorado. They all, I don't know how many of Californians there are, but. I do know they show up, and they show up in droves. And it seems like they, they've invaded Nevada, too, and nothing against the good Californians, but we get some of the weirdos, and, you know, they do. They come with the same kind of BS, and then they poison the place they come to. You know, it's the same old stuff. Mm-hmm. Same old crap. Yeah, it's been my, my experience is, mm-hmm. you know, individuals may vary, it seems, but once you're in that, that left, you are just... 
they become very hateful. And something I like I talked about before on my show was, um, you know, tolerance and how much tolerant we have to be. You know, we we've tolerated an awful lot like I have, you know, like uh, as an example, not that it shouldn't have happened or whatever. We live in America. It's legal. But, you know, same sex marriage. All of a sudden, like they've changed the definition of marriage. Right. It is not the same definition that I grew up with. Mm -hmm. Whether that's good or bad, and I'm not saying that it's either way, but as a first example, I guess. Right. You know, uh, what else? (laughs) You know, like cheat and say truth. They've changed the definition. They hijack everything, even symbols. No, I, I have noticed that. Controlling narratives, inverting things, hijacking information, and, and, you know, once again, a rainbow that used to be just a normal visual. And nothing against people who are doing their thing with gay, whatever. But the idea behind this is I'm tired. I like rainbows. You know, I, I don't want to associate it with somebody else's or some political party. And, and uh, that's a political party in, in its own weird way. So, once again, it's just these little things that get hijacked that piss me off, you know. And uh, I'm tired of it. And, and you're right. This one thing I've really seen is the entity control, which really tells me that there's no spirit. In the, and I'm sorry, but... There might be some good people there, but I don't see any spirit or soul consciousness. I don't see a connection to creator source, however you want to define your creator God, to with these, these people. Which means that when you're seeing the evil and that kind of mean entity, that's that's an entity control. Because there's nothing there. There's no soul that has higher consciousness that processes data. I mean, these people are driven by entities. And that tells me that there's no one home. You know, these people are completely detached from the cosmic design. And, and uh, you know, coming from the esoteric world that I come from, man, I don't miss my mark when I assess people. And I don't, I don't care for any other thing they're doing right now. I just, you know, I remove myself completely from them. So, and I agree with you. I really do. Um, like, you know, where, just, how much tolerant do I have to be? You don't have to be tolerant. That's the thing is we shouldn't have to bow down to their delusion. It's okay. They can live however they want to. That's my point. You can do whatever you want to do, but not at my expense and suffering is my motto. And, and that's really what it boils down to. Don't sit there and expect people to get down on their knees and, and, and praise the BS that people want to become just because that's the trendy thing to do with the mainstream media. That's revolves in consciousness. Clearly that it's not acceptable. And I I have a hard time with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do too. I don't bow to anybody. You know, I'm very independent, anti-established in a good way. Mm -hmm. Been through a lot of weird stuff. I've been through some stuff that nobody would survive and I came out normal, (laughs) you know? So what does that tell you? Yeah. You um, definitely beat the, the number. I beat the program. Yep, I beat it. Because statistically, you should have uh, either killed somebody or killed yourself. Yeah, I was um, initially the program's designed to train you, but yeah, if they can't control and manipulate, they want you taken out, and I survived it. So that's very rare, but I still my lifespan. The, the technology, you know, it gets your lifespan. It, it takes it out. So in other words, I'm probably about 15 years. I'll be out 15 years earlier than I normally would be. But other than that, you know. My brain's still here, but I had a hard time. You know, I don't know if people knew this or not, but I'm some people do. But I was having a hard time with neurolinguistics a couple of years back, and I was kept telling my producer at the other station. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time speaking, and um, that was all the interface. It was just all the problems I was having with that reset, so to speak. So I'm still here though, but um, yeah, it's rough. So once again, people complain and they they whine about stupid things. And I'm like, you know, you have no idea what's out there. The type of warfare programs I know exist that can be deployed on your ass in a heartbeat. That would take you to the ground and you would never be the same again. So. 
Yeah, and <clears throat> with the metadata, I guess that's what the kids are calling it, where they, you know, they're allowed to they track every keystroke of whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. The key log, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, yeah. you know, they so they can find those tag words and your personality and, and push your buttons. You know, because sure. I was wondering, you know, are, you know, did my friend that I think, you know, John Smith, did he post this? Or could I get paranoid for a minute and think, did just some computer algorithm post that in his name? And I'm only seeing it, and it's just right. for me, you know, to get me fired up. And I might even just, you know, make a comment, and it might all just be me talking to a computer. Right. Well, there's digital copies. I know that they can digitize the brain and interface it onto an AI program and then create a relay program and another one. So they have all kinds of technology that can interface and create a synthetic alter of the initial host. And in my opinion, that happens. So I'm not saying everybody's being cloned, but yeah, the cloning is there and there's no doubt about it. When I say cloning, it's not like they have a physical body and an avatar. You literally have an aspect of you that's been synthetically created that's digitized into the computer system. Yeah. And that's being deployed. There's no doubt about that. I'm familiar with a lot of those projects, but you know, you're right. I mean, as, you know, it's like trust no one. It's like X-Files. I trust very few people unless I know them at the soul spirit, spiritual soul level. Um, and I know you. I know your spirit and your soul. But there are, there are very few people that I actually can say I, I really trust because of a lot of this weird going on. They flip on a dime. Right. <laughs> people are, uh, are strange. Oh, yeah, and you never know what's going to happen no i just see a lot of violence i see a lot of entity control that's designed for one thing it's it's like a all they want to do is destroy 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 and not rebuild you know they don't even have a rationale behind their destruction sequence it's like that's entity control like i said before that's that's insanity it's it's really nuts Uh, when you and even the people that have had everything think about these people who want to initiate this they're in their what 70s 80s some are really up there and, and i'm thinking to myself well they've done everything they have the money to them, what else, you know, it's probably entertainment for them to destroy America. Think about it. And it might sound really crazy, but I'll tell you, and I might have told you this story, maybe not. But when I lived on, on Maui and I did security work out there, there were rich people from the Hollywood areas that were so wealthy that they would want to go over to the islands and, and, and try to create an eruption, like a volcanic eruption for entertainment. That's how psychotic these people are. And this sounds like fringe, but it's not. Just to give you an idea, they do it because they can, and they're not going to have any accountability. And that's why we need to make people accountable for what they're doing and their actions. Yeah, and it's hard to imagine people actually doing that. I remember way back when, at the beginning of my rabbit hole, I ran into uh, John Todd. (laughs) (laughs) And people can say what they want to about him, but whether or not he's being truthful i don't know but what he says is makes sense and he talks about everybody in the music business is in on it and it's a you know more of some uh i don't want to say witches and but what is it if it what it'd be like the bad end of the witches well they call them the satanic types more this more the i mean for me i come from a crap background and i can tell you they're not they're like really good people they're actually very Christed people, the people I work with. But I can tell you, um, yeah, they're, they're the more of the uh, more of the dark side of things. And I don't even call them Illuminati because they hijack that terminology too. They're not even real Illuminati. They're just wannabes. They're imposters. But they yeah. have a lot of technology and they do a lot of psyops and mind control to such a degree that they they compromise people in the industry. 
And of course they have their handlers. You know, you wonder where I've been with the band. I mean, I had to expose a lot of that because they were the ones that pulled me into the project. These guys have access. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how sweet and loving they look on air. And man, I'm telling you, there's a secret and it is, um, is about cyborg. It's literally mind control and, and covert ops and manipulation and a lot of dark and evil things they do to people. Very, very bad things they do to attack the spirit within. So you can call it whatever you want, you know, whatever one of terminology you want to use, but it is evil. Well, and, with, like, with me being a, you know, a God and Jesus mm-hmm. guy, you know, I realize, you know, if I'm going and taking my faith where it goes and, you know, I know that when Jesus was walking around at his time, you know, in the New Testament, he was casting demons out of things left and right. They were all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I believe they're still all over the place. But there's oh, nobody yeah. going around casting them out. Disembodied entities. Well, you know, and, and where I come from, Jesus is, is part of the mystery school teaching. So you know, there's a parallel where I come from with that, too. And it's the cosmic Christ is the Christ consciousness is pure energy, pure light. And yeah, totally. Um, so, but there is evil. There's no doubt about it. And, and that's one thing. I don't resonate with evil. I actually, I'm more like the celestial that knocks it down. I mean, I, I've, I've actually been confronted with evil. I've, I've been through the hells. I mean, I've been pulled through the dark worlds and I got out through that. And I think a lot of it has to do with your divinity and your connection to creator source. I really do. But yeah, there's evil here and uh, it's not pretty. I, it's not glamorous. I don't think there's anything good about it. It's uh, disgusting to me and, and I'm repelled, you know, that's all there is to it. And that's why I've been standing up and, and telling the truth about what's going on for years and and fighting this stuff. And even though I come from like a craft background too, it's not the craft of what people think it is. It's way it's way ascended. It's you know alchemically speaking. But there are people out there who are now hijacking the movement of witches. You know, I don't know if you know this or not. There's these people read books. They they watch Hollywood all of a sudden. They're doing their their crap magic, which isn't even magic. And once again, it's a manifestation of energy. But mm-hmm. this is what I mean by entity control because they don't know what they're doing. And they're harnessing crap they can't control. They're getting possessed because they're not divine to begin with. They can't. They, you can't sit there and allow your vessel to be hijacked by an entity. It, you know, it just doesn't it doesn't work. And when that happens, these people are running rogue, like you're saying. So I think there's all kinds of that crap going on. And some of it's technological warfare, which I call the electronic entrainment programming, but also the electronic possession. That's very popular, which can mimic the behavioral pattern of a possession, but it's not. It's not spirit. It's not demon. It's a, it's a program created by a covert warfare department. So oh, there's all kinds of stuff they have. Don't get me started, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. I realize that, you know, uh, you know, I couldn't prove it, but I believe that they have weapons that they can shoot at you that are just sound that you can't hear, but it'll just make you scared. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. All, all kinds of things that they can deploy. A lot of black satellite technologies and, you know, the ones I've been through were, were cyborg oriented. They're really good for psychological operations, but also for super soldier, which was one of the initial programs I was in. And it's way beyond these people that pretend to be super soldiers with this. They're, they're liars. They don't, they have no idea what that technology is. I was actually a test pilot for the program for the synthetic telepathy in the projects with uh, remote viewing. So I, I know that technology very, very well. And, you know, like I said, I got out of that technology in a sense. I mean, I still have uh, anomaly signatures, but nothing like I was. So, and when you get out of that, you have to ask yourself what's left. But one thing I can resonate with when, with you is um, I understand how, how love and consciousness work. And there's nothing better than being connected to creator, whatever you want to call God, source, energy, and the cosmic Christ, however you want to define it. But that is a real sacred experience. And it, and it gives you a whole different perspective of clarity and how you view the world and how you see the world. Um, these people can't see that world because they're not connected. 
And I don't know how you can connect them unless you do a mass what? And you can call it an exorcism. You can do a lot of things. I don't think they're ever going to be able to shift. I well, really don't. Taught in school that, you know, <clears throat> uh, especially if you believe in God or Jesus, that that's just fiction and there's nothing real to it at all or any of it, you know, even witchcraft or whatever. It's all make-believe, you know? Yep. Well, and the thing is, yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, from my perspective, all that stuff's real. You know, there is bad juju, whatever you want to call it out sure. there. It is out there. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with you. It's a manifestation. You don't think about thought as basically you manifest a reality and whatever they're thinking, it's it's basically they're creating the spell work. And whether you're spiritual and you're praying, it's still manifesting a reality through that, that field of energy. So, yeah. You know what I think is really good in one sense? The one good thing about what's happened with this psi war, psi virus, which is really a fake virus. Don't get me started with that. But, you know, the idea about people training their kids at home and teaching their children at home or having a unity community where where kids are t- being trained at home with specific people. I think that's perfect. I don't think they need to be entrained by lies and deception anymore and, and a rewrite of false history. Let them be trained, you know, homeschooled. I think that's fine. And I think that's probably the way to go. I mean, if, if anything good comes from this, the kids will be able to learn something without manipulation and, and psychological imprinting. Yeah, they need to spend less time with uh, teaching these kids uh, some kind of propaganda. You mm-hmm. know, the fact that, you know, I went from, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade. At the end of that, I should have come out with a master's degree of with something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, while they're not concentrating on something like that, I mean, they could really have you prepared for something. You know, it don't take a long time. It didn't for me for, you know, figuring out how to write a sentence or add and subtract. You know, I realize some mm-hmm. people can't get that together as quick. Right. But, you know, you're looking at like 12 years of education. Mm-hmm. You know, that last four could have been something else, you know, and I, I did some. That's stupid- ridiculous. You know, I believe we should put a lot more money in our schools. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Uh, because if I'm ever going to see a um, a Jetson car, it's not going to come from me or the people I went to school with. We don't have that kind of smarts. But if you taught these kids the right thing, one of them could have us that Jetson car 10 years from now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right now, things the way things are going, I mean, with the way they're training them to be communists and Marxists, I think, I think they're going to go inverted. So that's what I mean by the breakaway <laughs> insofar as educating kids and uh i think that you know what that type of divinity and that type of intellect is something that in my opinion you can't really educate people with you have to have it within just like uh you know i look i look at nikola tesla for example he was divine being in a different way he was like a walk-in in my opinion because he brought so much data you know these are people that are switched on for whatever reason they have it and then they bring it to the world and i think that most um i think children have it too but they've been shut off and switched off by programming and once again, it's kind of like having a starseed network where you activate them again and let them do their thing without this this control and manipulation. They're trying to poison their spirits at a very young age, and that is for entity control. You know, that's what's like MK Ultra, where they fragment the psyche. You know, it's just disgusting. I, I don't like it, and um, you know, it'll change. It will change because it's not appropriate. I like the way beings, <clears throat> excuse me, like us are out here um, as beacons just to communicate the truth. I mean, whether people like it or not, I don't care. I don't care if you like what we're saying. Uh, it's the truth, and you have to understand that through your state of consciousness. And once you get it, then, hey, there's no problem. Yeah, it, it's difficult to to believe something that you don't believe. 
mm-hmm. know, some of these people, they don't want to, you know, like the pizza gate. People don't want to believe things like that are happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're in denial. You know, I don't. You know, uh, I thought about talking about that kind of thing on my show, and I'm like, I can't do that. And I had a friend of mine, he did a big expose, and I was like, hey, thumbs up. I, you know, I couldn't talk about it because it just kind of made me sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really gross. Well, yeah, and I, people are gross. I mean, that's that's a disgusting subhuman entity control behavior. It's sickening to think that people are like that. Yeah, I'm just like, Wow. I have never, I never even occurred to me that people were like that. You know, did you remember? I know you know this because you and I are kind of the same window of age, but I don't know. I never thought about stuff like that growing up. I, I seemed like I had a nice childhood. I had a nice neighborhood. I had good people around. If there were creeps in the back, you know, in the background, I never knew about them, right? But it's interesting. This is there. Yeah, I remember my dad years ago. He was apologizing for, you know, my spankings or whoopings or whatever, you know. And I told him, hey, man, you know, maybe it was a little rough, but you didn't come home drunk beating me. Anytime I got wherever, you know, there was usually a reason, you know, it was just not for no reason. And um, but also I got to be a kid. He's like, what? I was like, I didn't have to worry about anything. I was like, I never worried about, you know, stranger danger. I mean, I knew about it. But, it you know, I wasn't worried about it yeah. because, you know, it just seemed like in our neighborhood, things like that didn't happen. Right. You yeah. know, I used to ride my bike everywhere. Like, I mean, everywhere, like in canyons and everything. And I was young and never, never ran into weird, you know, well, maybe I was protected. But still, I, I, I believe that back then the communities were much better. Well, yeah, my dad would have uh, he would have killed somebody. Mm hmm. You know, oh, yeah. and not yeah. just him, my other friends' dads weren't, you know, knockovers. They would have, there was plenty of them that would have manned up and put a bullet. You know, you wouldn't, plus, you know, they did. They, you know, if you were a drug dealer moved into that neighborhood, one of my, my dad or one of the other adult males went and was like, uh-uh, <laughs> you know. Well, they set the rules. I mean, it's really about uh, morals, you know, the moral compass to some degree. You know, nobody wants that kind of crap. And I think that's why people are being turned off by what they're seeing right now. The behavior is inappropriate. I mean, just if you want to protest, protest, but this other crap's got to go. And it's the, it's the subhuman, disgusting hatred that I can't stand, you know, that bullying. And then picking a fight and then poking the bear, you know, you're sitting there. <clears throat> excuse me, they call it passive harassment in the military where you're harassing a target before that, you know, because you're trying to provoke an attack. Well, I see the same pattern here. Is there, right. It's passive harassment. They want to provoke you until you respond. And when you respond, they call you the problem when they are. I'm sick of the Psy War. So it has to be addressed. But, yeah, back in the day, too, I don't know if your dad was in the military or not, but same thing with me. You know, we come from uh, military backgrounds. Nobody took – there's no way they would put up with this kind of crap. The, not our ancestors. No freaking way. And I know it's not in my blood to tolerate this no. stuff. So. But on a – well, you know, I'll back it up a little bit just so <laughs> I like to see things from both sides. They also didn't like to see a white girl with a black guy at that time either. So, mm-hmm. you know, they wouldn't have liked that in the neighborhood either. And uh, I remember wondering about that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't raised that way. And my dad didn't, you know, go that route. But some other other people did. Mm-hmm. And. So I guess it had its, you know, thing. 
Right. <clears throat> well, now, you know, I, I never flew that way. No. I, I never really American. thought about I'm people. American. You know, it's how they act. I never cared about anybody's color yeah. of their skin. It's how you act. If you act like a jerk, man, I'm going to call you. I don't care what color you are. But the thing is, I, what I'm seeing now is that they're playing the race card more and more. You know, they can do crime because they're black. And all of a sudden, if you go after them and they commit a crime and they're black, then that's just because they're black. No, it's because you're committing a freaking crime. It's, like, you know, it's not rocket science. So it has to be that has to be addressed. You know, and I get the other aspects of it. The prejudice. That's no place for prejudice like that. I agree. Because for anybody or anything. But at the same time, um, there has to be a balance, you know. You can't, crime's right. not for free, and you can't be you can't be doing that in the name of your color. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. So no, I'll call anybody got, a crime. I don't care what color they're doing, you know, or what color they are. Go ahead. Yeah, we got the Constitution. You know, everybody has the inalienable right. You know, mm-hmm. everybody, and in America, you know, that kind of stuff shouldn't be tolerated one bit. Because mm-hmm. we're in America. You know, maybe it's legal in uh, some other country. I don't know where racism is legal. You know, well, but it's something that's been around since the dawn of time. Well, yeah, there's, it has. There's a certain number of people that are narcissistic. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have, they're going to rise to the top because that's just what they do. They don't care who they step on. And I see a lot of that, you know, that all goes up into Washington. You know, we mm-hmm. got like 500 and some odd people in D.C. that are making decisions for us. Yeah. I'm like, that's no good. what? You know, well, and uh, that's just a small fraction of narcissistic people in America. Right, and they're not very educated either. I mean, a sense of higher consciousness. You know, education comes from the education of the spirit, in my opinion. So you can have a linear education, but that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. You need to know things on a multiversal, multidimensional scale. And I don't, they don't have those components. I know they don't. But the same thing is going with the governors, too. Now they've become quite the tyrants, especially the Democratic governors, after this whole psy war came out with the psy virus with control and manipulation and the masks and that and all the BS. It's just completely out of control. So once again, you have one person, a rotten apple, and somebody who's hate-driven and anti-whatever president who wants to just trash a state because they can, because they have the illusion and delusion of power. So this has to be called out and addressed. And And it won't. I don't know if it will come if if it does matter because I, my personally, I, I believe that those people have been bought because they can't be doing that rationally. Mm-hmm. You know, the governor of Washington, the governor of Oregon and California, can't be doing these things, looking out for their citizens. So you know, either they're blackmailed or something because they're you know there's something going wrong. Or mm-hmm. else, you know, I'm like, am I the madman? <laughs> no, you're not the madman. Well, I think part of it is the coup. I think part of it is that they have strategically decided to take take this particular administration down and that they're working together to do it and make his life as miserable as possible. And if you look and you see what's happened, I mean, everything he's done that's been constructive for the past three years has been negated. Everything that he's tried to do to build everything up has been completely sabotaged by this warfare program, by the psi virus, by the incited race war by everything that they've been doing. I mean, they strategically hit him and now they're going after the police department. They know he loves the police department. They know he supports the police department. So what are they doing? They're going after that. And what else are they going after? The Trump supporters. I mean, they are strategically targeting every single thing he is connected to and what got him in the, into the election. So I'm looking at them like, you know what, what you, you know, Madam Carmen's going to hit him in the ass. Trust me. 
Madam Karma is coming for them, and they will not be able to ride that wave. So, mm. Well, constitutionally, they can't keep it up. I agree. Eventually, they're going to have to answer. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, even if they are only getting ticketed or whatever, they get in there. You know, one of the last things you want to do is get get involved. You don't want to get into the justice system. They like to keep you there as long as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, and like having judges own the prisons or owning stock in prisons. Oh, they're private. All the prisons are private. I'm like, wow, how can that even be? You know, I haven't read the Constitution in depth, but surely somewhere I'm like a judge shouldn't be able to own the prison and make money off of it. Oh, they make a lot of money. There's a lot of dirty judges too. Yeah. I mean, it's so corrupt. The thing is, it's draining the swamp. It's like an underestimate. I mean, we're talking about a whole, <laughs> it's like, man, it's like, it's such a big swamp that it's like, man, it, it's going to create a flood. I mean, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing the horde coming out right now because he's, he's draining the swamp. I mean, and all the critters are coming out, and all the entities and all the weirdos. It's just like everybody and their psychotic brains are out there creating all these problems. And we're stabilized. And, you know, just because we're not out in the streets going after people doesn't mean anything. It means that we're just not that kind of being. But it doesn't mean we're not going to fight when we have to. So the Constitution is a big deal. The Second Amendment is a huge deal. And mm-hmm. they're going to go after both of those things with the, the extremist left Democrat, Marxist, communist, terrorists. And that's what they are because they're not, you know, I don't know how they can be part of anything if they are anti-American. If they don't support our Constitution, how can they possibly be elected into anything? They have to, you know, they, they void the oath, taking their oaths. So it doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's like, just get rid of them. They've committed treason before they even step into the office. Indeed. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'd love to see politicians go to jail. Oh, I think it's time. And there's quite a list of them. I mean, all of us have been keeping track. I mean, anybody who's been part of the movement, truth movement, is noticing and keeping track of all this. And we're doing a better job than the covert intel. I mean, really, because we don't sit there and skew it and spin it. We actually just keep the data. So everybody's got their little piece of the puzzle, in my opinion. And I think that when push comes to shove, we're the ones that are there saying, hey, man, we know what you've been doing all these years. You can't create the lie and and sit there. and, And it's like psychological games. Everything's a side war. They invert everything back on everybody else. It just doesn't work anymore. You know, Pinocchio's nose is so long right now. It's like, forget it. The world, the world. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just one little fractal in the illusion of space and time and a big continuum. And I always say there's a bigger multiverse out there, and this is just one episode. So just stay on that higher, higher consciousness realm. You know, and that's what I always do, even though I can fight in every battle. I mean, I can I can roll my sleeves up and fight in any dimensional field, but. I like to maintain my frequency at a higher off-world energetic, so to speak, you know. Well, sometimes I do uh, encourage the Mandela effect. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, did things just change all of a sudden? (laughs) This is like an alternate reality, man. This is worse than Mandela effect. This is like sliders on acid. Yeah. It's like, it's really, really a crack zone. I mean, I, I mean, like somebody's on crack. I mean, this is really weird. But everything is inverted and crazy and fragmented. It doesn't work. That's why. At least you're seeing it fall apart before your eyes. I mean, be entertained by that. I'm seeing it like that anyway. Well, I uh, started my podcast um, a week or so before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to, you know, 
follow along with this COVID, the Corona, uh, Wuhan <laughs> virus, the, and, uh, and watch it develop in the narrative, you know, listening to Nancy Pelosi say that, uh, Donald Trump was a racist for closing down the airports. You know, I'm down in uh, Chinatown in San Francisco. Come down here and have some wonton soup with me. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And, you know, people forget about that. I'm like, well, she caused some things herself. She invited all kinds of people down there and said it was all nonsense. Mm-hmm. And we have footage of that beauty of it. And, you know, listening to uh, the, uh, oh, shoot, the uh, general of the health or the Surgeon General of America is telling you not to go out and buy the mask. Don't go buy them. They don't work mm-hmm. anyway. Right. Yeah, but they don't work. It's not airborne like that. And then all of a sudden, they're like, nope, got to have it on. And, well, you know, and then they're like, well, didn't you hear he changed what he said? And I'm like, no, I didn't hear that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yep. It's a phantom virus. There's a flu going around, but it's not this. You know, what happens when you go to a doctor and you have the flu and you have a very serious flu and you go in and the people give you the wrong medicine and they put you on a ventilator, you're going to die. But you didn't need to be on any of those things because they weren't treating it properly, right? Same right. thing happens here. And also gets uh, it also gets amplified through transmission and frequency, in my opinion. So I think you're dealing with some tech, but you're also dealing with a flu. Just a regular, regular flu, nothing major. I can guarantee that, and I would I would wage a lot of money on that. So, you know, these people that are supposedly coming down with it, they're just coming down with a regular flu. And I bet you if you give them antibiotics and a steroid, they'd be fine. Maybe some oxygen if necessary. <clears throat> so this whole thing, this whole this whole crap thing with his fake masks and all that, is such a psyop. I, I can't believe that they pulled it off. And I've always said it's like War of the Worlds. It's like just like War of the Worlds. They've hyped it to such a degree, and it's. And I'm waiting for President Trump to say something that it's a psyop. You know, it's a psyop, it's a psy war, but he's not. And I, I guess it's because they've gone so far down the hole that I don't know if they can turn around and tell everybody, oh, this was just a psyop, and you know, they can't. They can't turn around now, but it's unfortunate because they should have called it day one for what it is. <clears throat> so yes. That's just my my opinion, my assessment, and you know, I I, I wager quite a bit on it that I'm right. So. Nobody's going right, to convince then, me this thing is what, it's, what they're saying it is at all, ever. And then they're like, oh, you're an expert. You went to medical school. I'm like, expert no. liars, what he is. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> Fauci. I was like, Fauci isn't even, he's not even a real doctor or scientist. I mean, he's not a real scientist. Yeah. He's an idiot. He's a fraud. He's a shill and he's a liar. And actually, he's a war criminal well, because he's, he's told people the wrong thing on purpose. And to me, that's a, such accountability. But look at all the people that are dead now because of him. This guy's a war criminal, man. People behind this are war criminals. Go ahead. Well, he started off at the in the early eighties, I guess, when they put him in charge of AIDS way back mm-hmm. when. Yeah. And I'm Another like, you know, well, he hasn't done anything. And that the World Health Organization, that guy's from Ethiopia and is for sure, in my opinion, a war criminal. Oh, and yeah. he's telling you know, people are like, Well, he's in charge. Oh, look at Gates, too. I mean, look at the combination. Look at all these people that are out there. It's all about control manipulation. I mean, everybody knows that. But uh, maybe they don't, but I know our listeners do. But that's really what it boils down to. And, and they're um, they're malignant. They're cancers. They really are. They want, they want to be a cancer to the mankind. And, and it's just like, no. 
they want to push these vaccines and I'm thinking, you know what, you people should be first. And I wouldn't certainly take it. There's no way I'm going to be taking their crap concoction of garbage. That's literally going to damage your DNA. So sorry, people, but right, you need to it, have more strength than that. Yeah. And it's just supposed to have the RH factor in it. Some kind of brand new type of uh, vaccine mm-hmm. from what I understand. And I'm like, what? And they're doing it without like animal testing. I'm like, how do you, can you get the cure pushed through so soon? It's not a cure to anything. They're the disease and they're not the cure. You know, it's just a real sick thing they're uh, orchestrating. But it's, it's definitely designed to alter the DNA. Although I've said this before, if you have a specific DNA code, you know, your frequency is everything to do with your DNA. So the frequency, um, what, what they're trying to do to destroy you at the DNA level can't happen because of your holographic patterning. And where you're connected to with the DNA code. I know this is a very esoteric, but it's really true. Even though it might create some problems uh, health-wise, it won't really do the damage they want it to do because of the firewall we have with our DNA code, which is not from here, so to speak. So in my opinion, um, they're not going to get what they want, but they are using nefarious uh, technology to try to destroy and track and harm and, and do all kinds of things. And it's not because it's the right thing to do in any form. It's because they can get away with it. They know they're going to hurt people. They don't give a damn. Look at Gates as a psychopath. The guy's freaking nuts. If you profile him, just watch the footage, watch his interviews. He's crazy. And so is his freaking wife. So they're oh, nuts. I'm, I'm with you. I wouldn't disagree with. Yeah, those people are loony toony, but, you know, they got a bunch of money. Yeah, money buys everything right down to destroying people's lives on a global scale. Amazing, isn't it? I never knew yeah. money could do that. And, um, you know, even though I never had the the amount of listeners I needed, I'm like, but you know, you could all could send me cash. I'll put it in a brown bag, and I'll go see who I need to talk to about buying back America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, I'm kidding. Or, actually, I would buy. I'd be off planet by now. I was, that's really my. I have my own space program, and we'd be out of here. So say we all. That's really my mission. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's me. <laughs> You can buy back this place, and I'll I'll go do some terraforming elsewhere, and we'll have a connection. But, but yeah, you know, like, a worst case scenario, you know, they do take over and uh, get their foothold in, and just start going. And you know, I've had my friends are like, "Well, well, they'll have to come to my house and take my gun," and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> they will," and I'm like, "And they'll take your food, and they'll take whatever." They're not getting anybody's guns. They're not. They're going to be filled with a lot of lead. That's not going to happen, man. No, if we all right just sit at the house and wait on it. You can't wait for the predator. I mean, you can, but you this know, is I what don't I mean know by about it. Go ahead. When I was out in Utah, um, they had, you know, the rumor had it was that there was like in say the southern half of Utah there was over two hundred militias. Wow. That's good. And, you know, I don't know about like Florida. I don't know. You know, I'm, you know, I know back home, I don't recall any militias. You know, we just, in West Virginia, you could conceal carry. So everybody had a gun anyway. Right. You know, so you don't see a lot of protesters up there. I think everybody has their own protection. I agree with that. I think independently, everybody has a firearm. Most people anyway. But I would say I'm not sure how the militias advertise. So I, I assume we have some in our states. I don't know. I mean, I, 
I just don't know because I think they're more cloaked. I think they're more stealth and they show up when they need to. But I think when push comes to shove, every American who's connected and has any any connection to the spirit of America is going to stand up and they'll be ready and prepared. You know, the, the whole idea behind a firearm is that you don't want to have to use it, but the intent is to protect and defend yourself. So, you know, if we're under that kind of an attack, who knows? If you see blue helmets coming through here, well, you know that's going to be a war. So that's oh, what yeah. Pelosi wants. Yeah, we don't want that. No, that's what she wants, though, and this is what these extremists left want. I mean, they, they want our police gone and their crazies running the streets and then the U.N. to come in. It's not going to happen, they, man. I thought they were going to be here when Obama was president. Oh, well, he compromised so many people, you know, with security clearances. He gave people illegal security clearances for very, very, I mean, high-tech sites that shouldn't have had clearances. So this guy's committed treason out the wazoo. I don't know how many people are even aware of that. This guy's unbelievable crap because the people that he gave those clearances to have inside information on some very advanced technology like you remember all the, the, the he went over to s4 quite a bit he went over to the national security site which it's area 51 but it's truly a national security site and he was very obsessed with that for a reason people probably forgot about it you know that's the problem with people is that they forget i don't forget because i've been through those projects and i track everything so Right, and I never believed he had good intentions for America. I just got the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, he was definitely treason from day one. I think he, it's too bad, too, you know? I mean, I don't know what to say anymore. You just want to give them a chance, and you hope that they respect this country as much as everybody else. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I'll tell you, I love America, America. and, you know, to just destroy it just because, you know, you see a few flaws here and there, it's like, no, that's so wrong. Well, there's no flaw that's happening in America that hasn't consistently happened throughout history. Mm-hmm. Right. There's nothing new here. The conspiracies, the uh, uh, people killing, you know, uh, corrupt judges, corrupt police. They, they you know. I'm a sheriff of Nottingham. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's been plenty all through history. It's not something new. No. I've always, I had a theory about, <clears throat> like years ago, I had uh, Freeman on, on my show when he has a lot of his esoteric and talking about the Illuminati was behind a lot of it and the Masons and whatnot, you know, and how they called themselves the light. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of had a theory because, you know, when you get into it, to say it all goes back to the Egyptians and these secret societies. And they've been trying to do what they're trying to do right now from way back then. Mm -hmm. And they have never really got a foothold. You know, most of the time they're planning, planning, planning. They get a lot ahead, but they don't always get to, get right to their main plot, you know, finish it. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, and I looked at that all through history and I was like, I wonder if there's a group of people and for a lack of a better name, I'll call them the dark who have infiltrated the Illuminati, you know, say some sane people throughout the years and, you know, sabotage or do whatever, say something, you know, but there's always seems to be just at the last moment that things don't quite go. Mm-hmm. You 
I agree. No, it's going to backfire. The end game is they lose and they go extinct, in my opinion. And um, when I say extinct, I mean there's no immortality for them. They're done. Their bloodlines are done. They're snuffed out. Their DNA code's non-existent. And that's what they have to look forward to. And I think that's why they're trying to bring everybody down to the gutter with them. But, you know, as far as the mystery school goes and the Illuminati, um, what people have hijacked here, just like the Masons were infiltrated. And initially, there's good, there's good areas with Masonic teachings. And I come from a Masonic family on my father's side, excuse me, my grandmother um, and my grandfather's side. And they were high ranking. I mean, but he wasn't any, anything like what they're describing these evil people to be. I mean, he was pure energy, pure light, very spiritual. So when I look and I see, I think that obviously gets hijacked. And then they try to take that that beautiful design work of illumination of spirit, so to speak, the bright, the light that comes from the cosmic design, and try to just taint it with all sorts of distortion. But they can't, you know, they're not part of the equation. They don't have the true DNA code of that higher consciousness, in my opinion. That's why alchemically it doesn't work for them. And they're evil. If you have evil intent, it's like the Holy Grail. You can't drink from the Grail if you're evil. It's not going to benefit you. You know, and that's what I see with these people. They can have all the, the, the toys and the technology and even steal spiritual, you know, aspects of things from other people. But when push comes to shove, they can't drink from that. It, it, it just it doesn't work for them. So I think that's what you're looking at. I mean, maybe I interpolate it differently, but that's what I see. They're not. It's not transmutable for them. And I feel sorry for them in a way, but at the same time, they're so hate driven. It's like you know what? They had a chance to step up to the galactic neighborhood and and then come up with unity consciousness. They don't want to. They want to take everybody down and hate everybody instead. So I, I don't show much compassion for that. Yeah, they just, you know, want to watch the world burn. Yep. I mean, that's just ridiculous. You know, I get it. I get in a sense that, yeah, things need to be reset, but not, this isn't the way you do it. This is not the way you do it. And it's creating more problems than they realize. They started something they're not going to be able to finish. And when it, when it gets finished, they're going to be the ones suffering. I can guarantee you that much. Yeah. And, and it, yeah. Go ahead. It isn't, it isn't growing. These, you know, it's not like Portland's being inundated with mm-hmm. more and more and more people showing up to protest or loot or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, those numbers are starting to go down, I'd say. Well, I think the National Guard was there for a while to kind of stabilize some things, but I think that's that's helped a little bit. But, you know, the thing, the fact that it even got out of control. But like I said, it really wasn't that there were a huge amount of people. It was that they weren't, they weren't being countered. Of course they're going to get out of control. You know, cops are standing there. I mean, literally just not able to counter. I mean, of course, if you're letting somebody take free shots at you and you're not countering, what do you think is going to happen? It's dumb. I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> you don't do that. You know, I'm a, as a martial arts instructor, I would, <laughs> I'm designed to teach my students how to counter attacks, right? You never want to just sit there and take crap from people. You counter it. You, you just yeah. neutralize the target as best you can. And you can do it safely without killing them, so to speak. But yeah. this is another thing. They want to take away the rubber bullets. They want to take away anything that neutralizes them, right? Um, even tear gas. Well, if they're projecting, you know, they're throwing all kinds of crap at the officers. I just don't get it. You know, to me, it's like, this is insane. And I would sue every one of the people that have, has said that they can't fight back. I would sue every freaking governor and mayor and just drive them bankrupt. I hope to God, if you people are listening out there that are out in the States, sue the hell out of them. And that yeah. goes for law enforcement. Sue. Yeah. Seriously. It's, um... You know, you have an inalienable right to things. You know, and I like to say, instead of saying, uh, punch them back, because um, <laughs> sometimes it is all about how you say things. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had somebody punch me, and I counter-punched them. 
And when, you know, the principal was saying, well, you punched him back. And I'm like, no, I didn't punch him. I counterpunched. He punched. I counterpunched. You're defending yourself. Different (laughs) than I didn't throw a punch. I threw a counterpunch. That's right. You didn't initiate the attack. Yes. Right. That's martial arts 101. Yeah, you counter. You neutralize. You don't sit there and bully anybody. They're bullying. They're the ones being the problem. Not everybody else. Nobody's a problem. They're trying to get to work. They're trying to do things. They're hijacking streets and sitting there and jumping on cars and obstructing traffic. That's illegal. Why on earth are the governors allowing these people to be out there in the middle of traffic? That's illegal. Any other person would get arrested for that. Why are these people entitled? This is another thing. They're like, you know, hold the governors accountable and get their asses out of there. And these Democratic states, I, I hope to God they go red. I really do. I'm done with Democrats. Sorry, but I'm done. I'm not sorry, actually. <laughs> no. Well, you know, you, you look at it and you can discern, you can use your brain and say, well, where's this happening? It's in democratic cities. Yeah. yeah. They've trashed everything. It's a gutter. You have beautiful states that are gorgeous. Um, you have all kinds of great economies and these scumbags are just controlling and manipulating and being illiterate and allowing this crap to go on and on and on. And, it's just disgusting. I'm going to remember every one of these governors and mayors, man. I, I, like I said, if I was in the state that they were doing it, I would sue the hell out of the governor and the mayor. If, if anything goes bad in the state I'm in right now, I'm definitely going to get the bank account of the governor. I'm like, you know what? You're done, buddy. That's it. <clears throat> yeah, You're yeah. just done with it. Yeah, they've gone overboard. They have gone overboard. You know, it's not their call to put people in harm's way to that degree. So, uh I don't know. On a, on a happy note, I don't know. What do you think the end game is? Do you see a happy note? Like, say, let's let's go forward in our time machine to uh, November. What do you think is going to transpire? Well, I hate to hazard a guess, and but uh, I can't imagine Biden would win that election. It would blow my mind if he did. And because um, <clears throat> I'm not seeing Biden anywhere. And look for I the red only, balloon and the and the um the great. <laughs> I believe Trump should win this. Sure, I agree. And you know, and I'm not a Trump fan, but I'd have to say I'd have to go with Trump. I might have to go vote for him just so you know I am frightful that Biden wins because of course he's not going to be president. No. And I don't think she would either, to be honest with you. I think they have it slated for somebody else. I really do. I think they're very nefarious right now. I was I was honestly surprised that uh, Obama wasn't the uh, vice president. Well, you know, he's the shadow president anyway, so he might just poke his little head up. But I think they're going to go down. I think they're going to get prosecuted. I think, it, I think it's coming to a head. And even Clinton, you know, she's out there like the spider weaving the web, getting all excited about what's going to happen. And I'm like... You know, be careful. You got a lot of Scorpios here, not to get too much into astrology, but she's a Scorpio. Um, Biden's a Scorpio. And then, of course, Camilla Harris, I think she's a Libra with some Scorpios. She's a real interesting connection with death, destruction, Scorpio. And, you know, sometimes it can be transmutational, but I think it's interesting because there's a nefarious dark side of these people that is all about destroying and it's all correlated to their zodiac. So. And also Gates, he's another Scorpio. Yeah, and he's more like a Margaret Sanger. 
Well, just, you know, like I said, they do it because they can and they have the money to. And nobody's put a stop to them. I mean, he's not even a legitimate person, in my opinion. He's a thief. So, And I didn't pay much attention to him until I started looking into what all this stuff is with these vaccines. And I realized what kind of a piece of crap he is. And they haven't done any any done anything productive for this world let's put it that way even if they thought they were i don't think they did think they were doing anything productive but maybe from their perspective they thought they were helping the world no they're not they know damn well that they're sabotaging so it's no good billionaires and if i had their money go ahead oh yeah if i had their money i'd be a superhero i'd be i'd be really nice and uh, but i would definitely have my own space program (laughs) <laughs> no doubt. I'd have my own spaceport by now. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, cool. <laughs> I, and uh, I've been talking with a lot of uh, the flat earthers, and of course, they would tell you that there is no space. What? Space? Yeah, you, yeah, you can't believe in space, flat Earth, and believe that you know there's a moon and a sun. What do they think is out there at night? The full moon, uh, like a light. Well, that's nice. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. There's a vast multiverse. It's multi-layered, and there are many dimensions, and you probably know it as well as I do. So I, I never really got into the flat Earth thing. I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on what dimension you're looking at the illusion of a world from. If you're looking from a different parallax view, maybe it looks flat to them, but uh, it is what it is. And, you know, and I've, if you read my book, uh, I have One Million Miles to Midnight. It talks about the machine world, and it connects into this world. So anyways, that's another thing. It could be anything. I, I, mean, I, don't, what it is. I wanted to be an astronomer, so oh you know, yeah, I've got a pretty good idea about the universe, you know, and mm-hmm. what's out there and how big it is. And why didn't it, you become a, an astronomer? What what stopped you? Well, honestly, it was a <laughs> a lot of math classes was going to happen mm-hmm. before I ever got my eyeball behind a telescope. Yeah. That can be a turnoff. Well, yeah. then you buy the telescope and, you know, mm-hmm. you figure you it know, out the other way. It's so funny now is you can hook it up to your telephone. You don't have to yeah. know anything about the math anymore. Oh. You know? And also your gnosis, your your consciousness kind of decodes the cosmos, too. You know, you have to factor that in. The, the mathematics kind of conforms into geometrics. So it comes in on as a frequency, too. I mean, you know, on an esoteric level. So. Knowledge is always there in all different formulas. It's really interesting. You know, we're almost out of time here. I can't believe this. I have to have you back at some point. I hope you come back. It's just such a wonderful uh, time to interview you. So I want to thank you so much, Craig, for being here tonight. Well, I appreciate being here. You're wonderful. We love you. I love you. You're sweet. And You're a good soul. You. Thank you for being that wonderful soul you are. I know I, I just think a lot of you. So really appreciate you here. Well, thank you kindly, miss. You're welcome. Hey, and let everybody know how to uh, listen to you one more time. It's your awesome show. All right. You can uh, get me at uh, things thought on circle drive at anchor.fm, or you can go to the fringe radio network.com and find me on there and all kinds of other shows. And you can reach me at Bentley Craig at yahoo.com. Perfect. And you know what? If you ever get bored, come over here and do a show at Revolution Radio. We'd love to have you. Sure. Uh, well, I did start the progress or process, and uh, I guess I left some people hanging. <laughs> over here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should really come over. Yeah, Seriously. I was uh, talking with Willow. Oh, wonderful. 
Well, she's just, still around. I got completely sidetracked. Well, you better not. You know what? If you really want to come over here, not pushing it or anything, but I think you'd be a nice addition. So, two cents. Well, I appreciate that. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah you're good. You have wonderful people over here. A lot of a lot of good souls over here. So, um, anyways, thank you so much. Any final words? We have a going to be closing out here in the illusion of it in about two minutes. Anything you want to say to our listeners tonight? Um, just think positive thoughts. You know, you stay there, even in time of bad times. Keep it going. You know, real, I guess. And on the other hand, hope is not a plan, and the enemy gets a vote. So <laughs> keep that in mind good. too. <laughs> yep, good, good advice right there. I always say, you know, stay fortified, body, mind, spirit, armor up, and be prepared for anything. Expect the unexpected. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight and listening. And once again, stay tuned for Shiny Side Out with David Dunger and Becky coming up next to sell you on tonight from Down Under with her fantastic show. They will be discussing physical, biological artifacts, part four. That should be very, very interesting. All right. Well, I will have you back on my show there, Craig. All righty. I'm willing. All righty. So I'll be in touch with you. And thank you again. I don't hear the music yet. Uh, let me look. Double check here. It should be kicking in just about a second here. But anyways, uh, thank you again. And uh, take care of yourself over there. And enjoy. Right. I will. You do the same. I will. All right, everybody. I'm going to close this off and just uh, the music should kick in in a second here. We're just going to go ahead and, and take it down. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend and stay safe out there. And thank you again, Craig. You're welcome. Night, everybody. Check it out.